Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We have a tendency to praise God after the fact. That's the way that we like to do it. We like to praise Him after He's done something. But we praise him before he's done it. When the children of Israel were marching around the city of Jericho, they shouted a shout of victory, not after the battle, before the battle. They shouted victory before the walls ever fell. See, we, sometimes we get things backwards. When Jesus fed the 5,000, he took the five loaves and the two fish, and he praised God and gave thanks for what he had. And then he fed the 5,000. He didn't say, God, if you'll feed the 5,000, I'll praise you. He praised him before. Amen. He praised him before. When we praise him for who he is, he shows up for who we praised him to be. Yeah. When we praise him for who he is, he shows up to be that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Hallelujah. The title of my message today, or God's message today, is Delivery Man. We're supposed to be a delivery man for Jesus. We're the UPS driver for heaven. We're the FedEx driver. We're the one that delivers the package. But we got to know the package to deliver the package. Luke 4.18 says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, 
to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. It's our job to deliver that package right there to the world. That's our job. We are to deliver the good news. I've got to know the good news before I can deliver the good news. I've got to know how to come up out of being poor so to deliver that package to someone else. I've got to know how to have a, my broken heart healed to heal somebody else's broken heart. It says, The name of Jesus delivers us from strongholds and generational curses and cast out devils. I've got to step into that. I've got to allow him to work in me, and when he works in me, then I can allow him to work through me to work in someone else. Hallelujah. Because the word says in Luke 4.18, we just read it, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. And that word preach, that doesn't mean everyone stands behind the pulpit. That word preach simply means to share the word. That means as you go, the life of God that's in you comes out and changes the people that you're ministering to, the people that you're around. Hallelujah. We're all to preach the gospel. Genesis 1, 28 says, In the beginning, Adam and Eve, it tells us that in the beginning, Adam and Eve walked with God. They had a personal relationship with God. And God gave them power and authority and dominion. Let's look at Genesis 1, 28. It says, and God blessed them. God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion. God told them to have dominion. That was God's original purpose for man right there, was for him to walk with God and have dominion. Satan come and stole that. But Jesus came, took it back from him, and handed it back to us. Hallelujah. Jesus handed it back. So to walk in the power and the authority and the dominion of Jesus, we have to do what Jesus did. We have to do what he did. Hallelujah. And it all comes down to what we say. It comes down to what we speak. 
See, wrong speaking opens the door for the enemy to come in. Right speaking opens the door for God to move. Let's look at Proverbs 18. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20. It says, A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. And with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. What we speak increases. That's why when we were, we were praying this morning before church at 9.30, and we were just blessing God, blessing him, blessing him, blessing him, because he is worthy to be praised. We were blessing the Lord. And when we do that, he becomes alive in us. He begins to increase in us. Who he is begins to rise up in us. See, the Bible, this right here, is an instruction book. That's really what it is. It's our instruction book. It instructs us on how we're to live. That's really what the Bible is. It's a book of instructions. <laughs> I was thinking about it being an instruction book. You know, with an automobile, you buy an automobile, you look in the glove box, you got an owner's manual. This is our owner's manual. In that car owner's manual, you know, it tells you where to put the gas, it tells you where to put the oil, and it tells you where to put the water. But if you decide, well, I'm going to do it this way, I'm going to put my gas in my radiator. I'm going to put my water in my gas tank. You're not going to go very far. It's not going to work because we're not following the instructions. This book will never fail. The instructions in here will never fail. That's why God also told us about his book, he said, don't add anything to it and don't take anything away from it. Because when we add to it, we alter what he said. Let's look at Proverbs 3, 13. Proverbs 13, verse 2. It says, a man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth. But the soul of the transgressors shall eat violence. Verse 3 says, He that keepeth his mouth keeps his life, but he that opens wide his mouth, his lips shall have destruction. 
it's very important what we say. Our language matters. What comes out of our mouth matters. Let's look at the same chapter, Proverbs 13, 13. Whoso despises the word shall be destroyed, but he that feareth the commandment shall be rewarded. That's what God says. Let's skip down to verse 18. It says, Poverty and shame shall be to him that refuse instructions, but he that regardeth reproof shall be honored. What we say matters. What we come into agreement with matters. What we align ourselves with matters. Let's go to Psalms 1. We all like this scripture. It says, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does prospers. It says, blessed is the man that does not seek ungodly counsel nor stands in the way of sinners. Blessed is that man. Blessed is the man that seeks after God. Blessed is the man. Let's go on down to verse 2. Blessed is the man that delights in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. Meditate means to speak it out. It means to declare it. It means to proclaim it. It doesn't mean just think about it. It means we proclaim what God has said. See, this book, the Bible, is actually a blood covenant book. We talked about the blood covenant a little bit this morning at prayer. This is a blood covenant book. And Jesus shed his blood to seal this book. To seal this covenant. See, we got a pretty good deal in this covenant. God took our sins and we get all that he is. I think that's a pretty good exchange for this covenant. We get the right to use the name of Jesus, the name that's above every name, because of this covenant. Hallelujah. I uh, remember something Apostle Angie said. She's one day... Here a while back, she said, we will never go past what comes out of our mouth. That is true. We will never go past what we speak. If we're constantly speaking, I can't, guess what? I can't, and I never will. 
if we keep speak if we're constantly speaking I'm broke guess what you're going to be broke you're declaring it you're proclaiming it and it will come to pass Let's look at Psalms 50, verse 23. It says, Whoso offereth praise glorifies me. And to him that orders his conversation aright, will I show the salvation of God. When our conversation is right, when what we speak forth out of our mouth, we will see God's salvation. And he's not talking about just my soul saved because the word salvation means much more than just my soul going to heaven. The word salvation actually means to be delivered. It means to be set free. It means to prosper. It means to be in health. It means to walk in victory. So when my conversation is right, I will walk in victory. Hallelujah. Because we pray a lot, asking, wanting God to move. God, move, God, move, I need you to do this, God, move. But then we, we counter what we just prayed by what we go out and declare. Did y'all crab that? We counter what we just prayed by what we go out and declare. God, I need you to fix this. God, my checkbook is in the red. I need you to fix it. We pray and ask God for a solution, and then we go out and we tell everybody, oh, I'm broke, I'm broke. We just countered what God, what, what we, we just countered what God said. When God told Adam and Eve in Genesis 128, it says, let's look at it. It says, and God blessed them. When God says, I bless you, what he's actually said was, I give you power to succeed. I anointed you to prosper. And it is impossible to curse what God has blessed. It's impossible to curse what God has blessed. Proverbs 2, 6 tells us that a curse without a cause shall not come. If we feel like we're living under a curse sometimes, maybe we need to check what we're speaking because our mouths will open the door for a curse to come in. Our mouth will open the door for a curse to come in. Our mouth will also 
open the door for God to come in. Hallelujah. Matthew 10, 27. says, what I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in light. And what you hear in the ear, that preach you upon the housetops. What God speaks to us in prayer in, our, in that secret place, when we're alone with him. That's what that is in darkness. That speak in the light. That we proclaim. That we speak forth. What you hear in the ear, that preach you on the housetops. In other words, when you're in prayer and God speaks something to you, he comes up and he whispers in your ear. That's what you proclaim. You declare it out. You declare it out. Hallelujah. Let's look at some, some things that we can declare. Let's do... Go to Deuteronomy 28, verse 13. Instead of declaring I'm broke, how about declaring Psalms 20, I mean Proverbs I mean, Deuteronomy 28, verse 13. We declare that. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. Thou shalt be above only and shall not be beneath. But there is a condition. It says, if you hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and do them. Says that when we do what God says, He will make us the head and not the tail. It doesn't say He'll make us the head one day and the tail the next day, and then the head again and then the tail again. It says He will make us the head, period. It says, I will make you above and not beneath. It says, I will make you above only. I will make you above only. But the only way that only comes into play is when we obey the voice of God. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5, 21. says, for he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You hear people going around, I'm just a sinner, I'm just a sinner, I'm a sinner, I'm a worm, I'm a sinner. This says that I am the righteousness of God. How about we put that in our mouth 
I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. What that means is I am in right standing with God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2 verse Ephesians chapter 1 we'll go there first Ephesians chapter 1 we'll start in verse 20 Let's go to verse 19. It says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is the body, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. God raised Jesus up to be the head over everything. It says, and he sits in heavenly places. Jesus sits in heavenly places with dominion over everything. Okay, let's go down to verse chapter 2, verse 6. Let's start with verse 5. It says, even when we were dead in sins, he quickened us together with Christ by grace you are saved and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We sit far above. Jesus sits far above. Jesus sits far above the circumstances. Jesus sits far above all the power of the enemy. And if Jesus sits there, we sit there with him. We sit there with him. That's what it means to be the head and not the tail. I've heard it taught for years. You go, you, you, you have, you're on a mountaintop, and then you know what happens. You go down into the valley. You're going to have problems. Then you're back up on the mountaintop, and then you're back down. Then you're up, and then you're down, and then you're up. This says that we sit far above doesn't set what say we sit in heavenly places and then we come down and sit back on the earth again and then we sit back in heavenly places it says we're seated in heavenly places far above the only time we come down is when we take our eyes off of Jesus when we don't trust what he says that's when we come down I just read in Deuteronomy, he says that he makes, he makes us the head and not the tail. 
The head is above. The head leads. The head guides. And it also says in Deuteronomy, it says, And thou shalt be above only. Only. We're to be above only. <laughs> Hallelujah. We are to be above only. Give you praise, Jesus. How about this one? Let's go to Psalms 37, 25. This is something we can put in our mouth when we're struggling. Psalms 30, 37, 25. says, I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. I just read a while ago where we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. This says that God, he has never seen the righteous forsaken. Never. So you can declare that back to God. That's good news. That if we're in right standing with God, we will not be forsaken. The only time we're forsaken is when we get out from under his word. Matthew 16. 16, 16. says, and Simon Peter answered. This is where Jesus asked him who he was. Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Peter said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. And then Jesus said, Blessed art thou, Simon. He says, Because you know this revelation... You have the power to succeed. Because you know this revelation, you have authority. Because you know me. You are anointed to prosper. He says, and you can't be cursed. <laughs> Hallelujah. In verse 18 says, upon this revelation, the gates of hell shall not prevail. The gates of hell cannot prevail against the word of God. The gates of hell 
cannot prevail against the word of God. <laughs> Say it again. Because <laughs> we, really we don't really understand that. Because our eyes are not on the word of God. Our eyes are a lot of times are on what the devil says. But the Bible says that the gates of hell shall not prevail The gates of hell shall not prevail. The gates of hell shall not prevail. When God speaks the word to us, the gates of hell shall not prevail. <laughs> when God speaks a word to us it has the power of heaven backing it up and the gates of hell shall not prevail <laughs> the gates of hell cannot defeat the word of God that's what it means when it says it shall not prevail the gates of hell cannot prevail against the word of God. We haven't got it yet. <laughs> it says, well, let me go down here in verse 19. It says, I give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed. Talking earlier about what we let come out of our mouth. That's what we're going to have. We want to loose that the gates of hell shall not prevail. We got to hook up with what the word says and declare it that the gates of hell shall not prevail. The gates of hell shall not prevail against my family. The gates of hell shall not Oh shakata mane. The gates of hell shall not prevail against my family. The gates of hell shall not prevail against my finances. The gates of hell shall not prevail. See, the word tells us when we really grab a hold, get a hold of this and really understand and believe what it says, this Bible tells us that it says you and your household shall be saved. So the gates of hell shall not prevail against my household. It shall not prevail. The gates of hell shall not prevail against my family. The word also, I just read it in Proverbs, in Psalms. It says that whatsoever you do shall prosper. That means to increase. The gates of hell shall not prevail against my finances. The gates of hell shall not prevail 
I'm going to invite y'all to come down. We're going to say this till we, till we get it, till it connects, because it hasn't connected yet. <laughs> if y'all if y'all want this, let's come declare it. The gates of hell shall not prevail. The gates of hell shall not prevail. It doesn't matter what we're going through. It does not matter what it looks like. The gates of hell shall not prevail. You got a situation, start declaring that over. The gates of hell shall not prevail. Shall not prevail. Tell it, tell God what it shall not prevail over. The gates of hell shall not prevail over my family. Jesus only spoke what God spoke. If we don't, if we don't put a stop to it. He said, if we follow him, we won't go wrong. And I tell you, hey, don't see us what we are now, but we see us what we're going to be. What we're going to be. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, some of us struggle in our minds. Well, that's where we all struggle. Got your staff in your hand. Hallelujah. We, we, the, the battle is up here. What's, what's stirring up here comes out of our mouth. What is stirring in your mind is what you release. You hear, I hear people or see comments, my mouth speaks and my mind don't know what's fixing to come out. That's not the truth. Not the truth. It is stirring here first. And we choose to whether we release it or not. I always know what's fixing to come out of mine. It may, it, it may, be, it may be a fraction of a second but I know what's fixing to come out, and I have a choice right there in that fraction of a second whether I let it out or not. I have that choice. He said that life and death is in the power of the tongue. He also said, I set before you life and death. Choose life. Choose, and the way we choose life is we choose what we speak forth. We choose what we release. We choose what we let out into the atmosphere. So the gates of hell shall not prevail. The gates of hell shall not prevail. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed. In Jesus' name.